0: Hello, this is Daniela Rossi, and yes, you are listening to another episode, a special episode of Stuttering is Cool, coming to you from Toronto, Canada. Actually, from Fort Worth, Texas, this time around. I have just returned. From the NSA conference 2011 of course and I had an outrageously awesome awesome time and I can't wait to share it with you on today's episode and yes you heard it right David Seidler did present a keynote did do a keynote (laughs) at uh, the at the event and it was fantastic David Seiler for those who may not recognize his name is the author the one who wrote to who, who uh, came up with and well if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have had the King's speech I got to meet old friends and I and I made some, I made lots of new friends and I also was able to meet some online friends that I've made for the first time. I got to meet them for the first time in person. One of them was Jody Fuller. Remember uh, when I interviewed him a few episodes back, talking about uh, stuttering in the military and doing comedy. And speaking of comedy, I have that for you on today's episode, along with my usual sounds, sounds, soundscape. So you could tell I'm very excited about today's episode. It is Tuesday, July the 5th, 2011 as I'm recording this. It is the night time, it is 11. Uh, actually it's close to midnight. It's my uh, first night here in Dallas-Fort Worth and um, tomorrow um, actually starts the registration of the conference. Today um, there was the research portion or there was a um, I guess a research symposium that went on for speech therapist, I believe it was. And when you walk out of the hotel, you are blasted with extreme heat. Um, I never really experienced heat like this before. <laughs> to me, I equate it as like opening up the oven door when you're baking something and you have that heat. That kind of heat is all over you. So you feel it on your legs, feel it on your face, your hands, all over your body, but you're not sweating. And when I was standing at the airport, I got my baggage uh, standing at the airport waiting for my taxi. You know, I was remarking, oh yeah, this is the same type of heat that we get in Toronto. It's the same, you know, temperatures reach this high. It's not really that that uh, different. That's when I noticed that I was actually feeling heat as well through my shoes. The bottoms of my shoes were hot and I was feeling the heat under my feet and at the time it was it was not even 10 o'clock in the morning.
1: And I got quite depressed for a short period. I'm not a, by nature, a depressive person. I'm a I get defiant. And I got very angry. And this is, by the way, the source of the scene that got us the the same rating as chainsaw in 3D. This is, this is the F-word scene from the King's Speech. Because I started jumping up and down on my bed saying, Melissa Leo, F-word, this is not fair.
0: And I'm
1: mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. If I'm stuck with stuttering, F-word the rest of you, you're stuck with listening to me.
0: <laughs> and that was a snippet from David Seidler's keynote speech. I will be inserting more uh, more clips from his speech throughout today's episode. But first... Hello, Hi, Hello I'm Rossi. Rossi, R-O-S-S-I. And that was me registering uh, walking in getting my badge and such for the event and uh, what's fun what I, what I enjoy a lot about the conference is the conversation you know are the conversations that you have with the attendees um, you know afterwards we went uh, exploring outside just just found a group of people uh, everybody's very open, very friendly, everybody's there for the same thing. They all want to meet other people as well. So it's no bother at all to just walk up to someone and say, hey, hi, my name is so-and-so and let's do something. One, are you guys doing anything for lunch, for dinner? And one of the places that we explored too were the water gardens. Uh, maybe about maybe three or four blocks, if I remember correctly, you find all these fountains. Um, And this one's one relatively small. Well, I guess in Texas size (laughs) Um, Air yeah, very very beautiful And on the way back you hear all these birds chirping (laughs) like really interesting chirping birds Um, Well, I mean not all it all the time, but the time of day that we were walking back um, It was a time when you know how birds they do their so, tweeting and the trees okay. maybe I should stop uh, talking about birds right now and <laughs> get back to the, to the episode oh, okay.
2: My name is uh, 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 Andrés Mendes
0: and we met last year at the NSA conference and actually I believe you are recorded on my uh, episode that time I yeah yeah I remember. We were at the bar. We were, we were trying this better TV. Right. Yeah. We had invented it. <laughs> I remember... Me and David Friedman. Um, well, actually, he's the one that uh, design, design, designed it. But uh, So, we're here in Texas. Fort Worth, mm-hmm. to be exact. For the 2011 conference. And you just had all-you-can-eat ribs. Yes, they were good. And um, has your stuttering changed since you had the all-you-can-eat ribs? They were pretty thick ribs. There's a lot of protein. Uh, I once heard someone say that they firmly believe that eating protein increases their stuttering, which I personally don't believe is true. Mm -hmm. So do you notice any difference?
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh. Uh...
0: In what sense? (laughs) Uh
2: usually when I don't have uh, when it's been in a when it's been a while since I have since I have put anything in my mouth ah. as far as food least, uh, um, like, uh, my stutter uh, usually worsens like, uh, so now that I have eaten some uh, some nice ribs I feel more uh, I'm more relaxed
0: Right, because you told me before that you the only thing you've eaten today, all day, was just a hamburger. I, uh, it's a that nice was time. yesterday. You haven't uh, eaten since yesterday.
2: Uh, today I just had a, 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 a some type of casserole with chicken and cheese. Oh, okay.
0: and
2: not much. It wasn't so. even,
0: even enough. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about your stuttering history. I, 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 I,
2: I was born and raised in Mexico, uh, oh, okay. I, 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 until I was about eleven.
0: Oh, okay. And then I moved to uh,
2: California um, in the United States, and that's, that, that's when I started stuttering, actually. Oh, okay. um, when I first became uh, conscious that I uh, was stuttering I was uh, I freaked out uh, yeah bad. that was scary for me but then um, uh, during my high school years uh, that was when I felt it the most I think yeah um, and that's the, that's the age when uh, you know when you are following uh
0: all that good stuff. Image is everything. Yes, image. In.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So my high school years were uh, high school years were tough. And then it was when uh, when I when I got uh, when I got to college. Uh, that was when my, um, my life changed, like literally. And, uh, that was when I, uh, for the first time ever in my life, um, received some, some speech therapy. So, and that, like I said, changed my mind, my, my, my life.
0: In what way? Like, were you suddenly more confident? Um...
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like I was telling you, um, the technical stuff I was learning in speech therapy, like how to how to speak easier, softer, and all that good stuff, uh, that did help. <laughs> but I didn't feel that uh, what helped me the most was uh, like learning how to how to see my stutter and how to how to perceive it, how, how to deal with it, uh, psychologically. So.
1: I <clears throat> had the good fortune a few minutes ago of walking into an open mic session and there was a young man speaking about his journey through stuttering and it was brilliant and it was wonderful and it was honest and what brought me very close to tears was the realization that everything he was relating was something that I had experienced myself. And I just wish that when I was a little one, that an organization such as this existed, it would have made my journey a great deal easier and a great deal less painful. So you're all extremely lucky, extremely lucky to have this all.
3: My name is James Brinton,
0: and we were talking last year about voluntary stuttering for your class. You were a student in speech therapy, a student in speech pathology, sorry. And you also came on my show recently to talk about your program. So now you graduated. Congratulations. You are now helping us. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, what else here? Take it away. Okay. So,
3: Last year uh, we talked about the uh, pseudo stuttering and my experience about that. And if I were to check in now, a year later, I graduated, uh, which was a big accomplishment. Um, I've secured a job which starts in September. I'm going to be. Thank you. I'm going to be working uh, in a private practice. I've been hired by a place that I interned at, and I really liked. They invited me to come and work for them. I'll be working mostly with children in private schools. Uh, I'll be working with some adults. Uh, in a private practice you have all sorts of clients that might come in, whether it be stuttering. You know, we might have someone walk in the door who is a person who stutters, someone with a voice disorder, children with uh, speech sound disorders, you name it. So you really take what you who walks in the door. We'll be working in schools. I'm excited to work with kids. Right now I'm on summer break, and here I'm obviously at the NSA convention. <laughs> um, I've been asked to participate in a conference in Oxford, England, where I'm presenting my research wow. in September, which is a a pleasant surprise. Is I'm, This for the BSA con- conference? Um, no, it's for the Ox. It's called Oxford oh, Policy oh, Conference. Yeah. yeah, Oxford wow. University. So wow, that's and, amazing. Yeah. I'm doing that, and then I'm going to a camp in Michigan during the last week of August called Camp Shout Out for Children oh, Who Stutter, that. yeah, and I'm going to be a, a student helper. Um, I signed up for it when I was a graduate student, so I'm going as a graduate student helper, um, but that's good because I need the training and the experience. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm just trying to take in all the experiences I can this summer before I really settle into a full-time work schedule.
0: Wow, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah,
3: um, as a new clinician, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have a very good CFY as a clinical fellowship is what I have to do for a year. I have a great supervisor who's, uh, I feel, is going to be a really good mentor, and I believe that that's what the field really needs is SLPs who are willing to mentor and to teach and to, you know, kind of bring me into the fold so I can be a good clinician like she is eventually someday.
0: Our very own Lionel L- L- Logue. No, good no. stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> You're going to have a motion picture named after you now. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? You. Last year, around this time, how many months pregnant were you? Three? Four? Five? You were just pregnant.
4: Four months months pregnant last
0: year. Four months pregnant. And your name, Darlene? (laughs) Your name is Darlene? I'm
4: Darlene Brown. I'm a... Mother! Personal stutters and mother. And speak therapist. And I have a Darlene healthy, seven-month-old baby, Violet Olivia Grace Brown. And she was born on... December 2nd, 2010. And I love her. She's amazing. Woo-hoo! Woo!
0: <laughs> and how are you enjoying motherhood?
4: It is the hardest thing I've <laughs> ever done, but the most rewarding ever.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, what brings you back this year? Because you must be uh, separated from your kid. I know.
4: This Sarah. might be the first the first time. It is the first time. How does it
0: feel? If you wanna sad. share that,
4: a little sad. Yeah. I needed this though because just just with the the rigmarole of being a new mom and everything, I really put stuttering in the back of my mind, and I'm beginning to pay the 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 price for it in terms of severity and a lot of old, um, old, just, you know, bad be- behaviors and things like that that go along with stuttering. They're popping up out of the blue because I really haven't focused on it at all over the past couple months. And I'm tired as hell. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. <laughs> she still doesn't sleep. Sleep at all, really? So it's it's, you know, it is what it is. I love her. I love it. I love her. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And this is all. This is all. This is all. Just to, to make 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 me stronger. I'm sure.
0: Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? yeah, definitely. (laughs) And I'm not dead. I'm not dead yet. (laughs) That's great. Thanks.
1: Not only can it not be cured in that sense, but it's not something you actually want to be cured of because (coughs) it is who you are. It's part of who you are. I'm still a stutterer. And I, as I said, I wasn't joking. I'm a stutterer and I'm proud of it. Don't ever take that away from me. The only thing that changes is the degree to which you are able to handle your spoken language. And some of us are very fortunate. I know how fortunate I am. And there are others who, well, I don't think they're less fortunate, quite frankly, because if you can live through a childhood of stuttering, you can live through anything.
0: earlier about the friendships that are formed at the conference and it's because of those friendships that I've been going to bed at 1 2 o'clock in the morning every night which also means that I didn't have much sleep which resulted in uh, me uh, uh, having missed some of the sessions (laughs) <laughs> Particularly the ones in the in the early morning. <laughs> now of the sessions that I that I did that I did manage to attend, there was one about elevating low self esteem, which uh, I will touch on again later on in today's episode. There was one. Uh, there was one surpri- surprising. Session about laughing yoga, laughing yoga, yoga, yog, yoga, which, if you imagine, if I set uh, the scene, you no, know, there is a bunch of us in a room, and you know you're doing exercises, not not actual yoga exercises, but you're just laughing and everyone else is laughing with you at first you know i mean i am a shy and reserved person by nature and at the end you know did not care about laughing <laughs> hysterically it's it felt so good it's such a stress reliever it's a fantastic stress reliever i'm hoping to uh, do a show about laughing yoga in, in the future <laughs> And speaking of laughing, at the at the end of one of the nights uh, during uh, the evening hours—well, that's what nights is, <laughs> Oh, brother. Uh, you're you're just gonna have to pardon me. I don't have any show notes written out, or 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 a, or a script. Our very own female com- comedian Nina G had organized a comedy night at one of the local bars in the Fort Worth area, Ricochet's, Ricochets, yes, that is their correct name. <laughs> I'm telling you, no show notes, no script.
5: Okay. Um, so we are ready to start the show, and Jody Fuller is going to be coming up first. And a year and a half ago, when I started to think about doing comedy to actually get on stage, I, uh, I typed in stuttering comic, and this guy came up. And it was actually f- funny, and he's also kind of cute. <laughs> and ladies, it's his first time here, so make it mem- memorable f- for him. Welcome, Jody f- 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 Fuller. <laughs> How
6: about a big hand Nina G? <laughs> first deployment I was a transportation officer and I was running convoys up and down the road all the time. And uh, this was early on in the war in 2003. And uh, I had all the fancy navigational equipment in my vehicle. So the guy in the lead vehicle asked me where he was supposed to turn. So we're riding down the road and he said sir, you need to let me know where to turn. I said okay. Okay, okay I got it. So I caught him up on the, the radio and I said okay, you need to take, uh, take a tape Take, uh, 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 take a left. He said, where at? I said, about a half a click back.
5: <laughs> <laughs> We're
6: right past it. Uh, uh, another great Christmas was, uh, I was about eight years old, and uh, I went up to see Santa Claus, who had set up a trailer in the Kmart parking lot in Oak Lake, Alabama. And I walked up there, and apparently he wasn't expecting me, because he was out back smoking a Lucky Strike. So 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 he, he, he puts his beard back up and he runs inside and uh I sit in his lap and he he, he said little boy what 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 see he he stuttered too. <laughs> Santa stutters. But he said, Little boy, what do you want for Christmas? I said Santa, I want a skate skate, 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 skateboard. Ran in there Christmas morning, had eight skateboards on the tree. <laughs>
5: my ads that I check in to see if people think that uh, I'm fakes to stuttering. I don't think anyone here th- thinks that, right? No. No. No, because if I were fakes to stuttering, then I'd be the Colin Firth uh, of, uh, of stuttering. Because you can't fake it the this good you can't. And I always have people coming up to me after shows saying, hey, how'd you come up with that stuttering ki- character? Yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, I came up with it in the third grade. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun Nobody to have the little boys there make fun of me, and for people to hang up on me because they think I'm a dropped cell phone call? I thought that'd be fun. Oh please, you guys don't experience that all the time. Thank you. Um, and but no, uh, I'm not but Taking it. In the- you know, this has been really, really great, and and it's great because about a month ago I tried out for a, a, a comedy club and I did a, a, an audition, and afterwards I went up to the owner I said, well is there a show that I might be, be uh, a good fit for? And she said this, okay exactly, you know what, you just keep on going up on stage and you just keep on going to all those open mics and I'm sure one day one day, you'll have enough self-confidence that you stop st- stuttering. I know. You're a f***er, right? Thank uh, you, Carrie. Uh, and, so, no, and, and it upsets me because people always think st- stuttering is uh, a psychological t- t- disorder. And I didn't have time to get into Gerald Moon Mo, Mo, McGuire's Moe, research on this at the time. Um, but you know, I'm tired of people not understanding that it's a brain thing and not a trauma thing. And the second thing trauma is, thing. is that if you st- stutter and you get up in front of a bunch of strangers, then self-esteem isn't your issue.
1: I had a friend in college who said, I know I'm neurotic, but I don't want my neuroses to be cured because they make me who I am. And I realize now how profoundly wise that was. Um, Being a stutterer has taught me such a great deal. It has taught me that I am who I am internally. And that the fact that at times in my life I have not been able to speak fluently makes no difference. I am who I am. And the greatest gift, and I don't mean this glibly, the greatest gift has been not the golden man that I got the Oscars, not the baths not the chunks of cut glass that I got, it is the feedback that I've gotten from the stuttering community, and it's the fact that I've gotten to know people. like that. Thank you very much.
7: So my name is um, Hanan Hurwitz. Okay. I'm here from Israel. This also is my you flew
0: quite far. Yeah. To get yeah, here. about uh, about six thousand miles. And this is your second time coming. And this is my second time. So yeah. the conference is that good the that you flew again. Yeah.
7: In my first time, I managed to arrange a work trip at the same time as the conference, so it was a bit easier for me. But the the experience was so positive that this year I just came irrespective of work because it's that important. Yeah. So what uh, brings you back? Um, the experience of being with other people who stutter um, is is empowering and liberating um, and the learning experience we're on a I, 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 I anyway' I'm on a, uh, a path of growth and learning and an improvement i 've got a long way to go especially on the issue of acceptance and not avoiding and overcoming fear um, Being at the NSA is a vital part of that because you meet other people who stutter, who have the same experience as you um, and are going through the same issues as you. And you meet other people who have gone through them and are wonderful examples of of, of where you want to get to.
0: Who wants to be the next one? Last call. No, I'm, I'm gonna gonna next. Get, okay. okay. Joker, gates, oh, okay. Avoidance.
8: I'm stepping up. I, I want to go first. It's anti-avoidance. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm like, You're being the uh, <laughs> trailblazer. Well, yeah, actually And it uh, tra- trailblazing. Following your your blaze Je- trail, a fire, just waiting for fire <laughs> to die down, crawling behind it. Uh, <laughs> my name is Jason. Oh, 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 oh Walford, okay. uh, from Washington DC. Um, and, and I like Skittles.
0: Ooh, which one? Which uh, which you don't, one meaning? You don't
8: just like one Skittle, you like all the Skittles. That's why people like Skittles. Do but okay? don't they have flavors? Yes, they're all awesome. They're Skittles. So
0: basically, you can't commit yourself.
8: <laughs> I commit myself
0: <laughs> to all my friends, which are called Skittles. Okay. Do you ever eat a whole uh, handful like at the same time? Because um, I did that once when I was a kid, and it was quite a trippy experience. <laughs> <laughs> it
8: was
7: Demonstanese, wasn't it? He had a whole handful of Skittles in his yeah, mouth. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. You know, what, you I, I know deb- what? I read that in the Bible. <laughs>
8: the Demonstanese <laughs> in the Skittles, yes. You that, know what?
0: You cannot, I found that you cannot stutter if you have a mouthful of uh,
8: Skittles. I have a of Skittles <laughs> right now, actually. It's why I haven't oh, wow, stuttered really that much. I, yeah. <laughs> Please throughout now now I'm stuck again so what brings you
0: back to the uh, NSA conference Um,
8: it's been a while since I've been here um, like maybe eight years and wow uh, but I just like so what makes you return
0: What made you leave
8: (laughs) just like I got interviewed so often the last time I won my bad no um (laughs) it was really just like um being um like I feel like uh, maybe a month or so ago, I just like, felt a need that I wasn't really being myself as a person oh. and not feeling very c- comfortable as a person who stutters. And I just wanted to be in an environment where I could stutter as much as I want to or as much as I like, d- can without really thinking about speech that much. Mm-hmm. And just to uh, figure out kind of more of my real personality and get in touch with that. I felt like I lost touch with that. And yeah. That's why I'm here. Uh,
1: I've been assured that when I first started talking, I didn't stutter, but you don't recall that you don't remember that you were successful. All you remember is when you were not successful and that that failure and that fear breeds upon itself and repeats itself again and again.
9: For me, the way I understand that how men and women are different, is due to the fact in the way that men and women experience shame differently. And since stuttering is really a shame-based issue, for women, women's, the way they experience shame is really based in the way that the the social pressure to be perfect and well put together. So for them, it's about not being able to be perfect in the sense that they want to be well put together. Women want to look like they have it together. They want to be... You think about the pressures upon women right now. They have to be the perfect mother. They have to be Martha Stewart. They've got to be a Victoria's Secret model. They have to be able to juggle work and family and be a good mother and look well put together but not look too well put together because they have to look natural and look like you know they didn't try so hard to look good. Men don't experience shame that way. Men experience shame by not being tough not being a good provider. For men, they want to look like, you know, I can, you know, I, I can handle things, you know, I'm a provider. For men, it's about being tough. It's not about, it's about not being weak. And stuttering is weak. You're weak. You can't express yourself the way you want to express yourself. For women, it's, it's not about weakness in the sense you can't express yourself. It's about not being perfect. So the shame for men for stuttering is more about weakness and not being tough and not seeming like a guy because a guy is, we're tough, you know, you know, I can hold my own, you know, I can say what's on my mind, damn it. If I want to say what I want to say, I'm saying what's on my mind, damn it. For women, it's about, it's more about this image of perfection, this image of being well put together. That is a very different stuttering experience of how women are shamed versus how men are shamed in the stuttering experience that that's that is the way that i see it to me shame is all about identity it's you are this person that you can't accept and because you can't accept this person because you think you should be someone else you feel inferior or less than and that is the experience of shame shame is literally that experience you feel when you're not who you think you should be that is shame in and of itself there that is kind of the crux of how shame works is you think you should be something you're not that thing therefore you feel bad uh, and that's shame Um, also it also has to do with things that you do sometimes we feel we've done something that we shouldn't have done and we feel shameful because we did something we shouldn't have done because we acted like a person that we that doesn't measure up to who we thought we should be. You know, women may experience that in the sense think about it from this perspective. Women may experience that because they have a one-night stand and they feel shameful because they did something that isn't aligned with who they think they should be as a woman. For guys, guys probably wouldn't experience that. They're going to experience that when a guy comes up and says, "What the f- is wrong with you and you go oh nothing and you walk away they're gonna feel shame because they weren't tough they didn't they didn't measure up they're not a guy right. and so the way that they experience shame is gonna be different but it's all based in identity you didn't you weren't the person you thought you should be and that's shame that feeling of oh, I should have been that person with that shame now That's different than guilt because guilt is uh, I did something wrong but that didn't define me. Therefore I can feel temporarily guilty because it was a temporary choice. It was not an identity. I'm a good person. What I did was not so good. Guilt is very easy to get over because you understand there's a differentiation between identity and action. But as soon as you start to Define yourself by an identity that is not the identity that you want to be, then you experience shame. That's why now there's some shame that's not bad. There's some shame that gets us to improve. It's it's when we have this persistent sort of shame and we get caught in this shame web and we can't get out of it. Yeah. And that's what I think stutterers experience. They experience this persistent shame in the sense that they are constantly longing to be someone that they are not. And that experience is the experience of shame. They are not who they want to be.
1: Avoidance started in a big way. Answering the telephone was just a nightmare. I had particular difficulty with the H sound, so I could not say hello. Just couldn't do it. I finally learned to take a very deep breath, and go, this is David, and that got me by, even to this day, I seldom will pick up the phone and say hello, I'll say, this is David, habits habits die slowly.
0: I'm speaking with Joe Klein, the, the famous Joe Klein. Hi uh, Danny. Hello, and I'm asking you, so how did this, com- how did this conference compare to uh, your other conferences? And, I, and then as you were answering, I totally interrupted you. I said, oh, how was your first conference?
2: Well, my first conference was in '97, And, and your first conference is always really special. It's just a great, a great experience to meet people who stutter. But I, I honestly think that this conference in 2011 is one of the best I've ever been to. I think just with how many people are here... And it was also just a, a great location with with restaurants close by, and um, it was just very well organized as well. It seemed like so. I think this is one of the best conferences I've ever been to.
1: Just after the Oscars, I was very busy with a lot of interviews. I had a big meeting coming up, um, and I hadn't been able to look at my notes. I finally cleared forty-five minutes before having to go to a meeting with, actually it was with Robert Downey Jr. And uh, the phone rang. And like a fool, I picked up the phone. And this voice said, hi, this is Joe Biden. And I said, come on, man, don't mess with me. (laughs) Only I use the Melissa Leo F word. this is Joseph Biden, the vice-president of the United States. <laughs> and I'd be mean, like, i heard that voice before. <laughs> it's Joe Biden, uh, who is, by the way, a lovely man. He really does like to talk. <laughs> I couldn't get him off the phone for 45
4: minutes, but uh,
1: he's also very, very intelligent. And he said a couple of things about said a lot of the private things, which I'll keep private, but he said a couple of things about stuttering that I'll pass on to you that I hadn't thought about. One was, he said, you know, you realize, David, that in this day and age, we've come a long way with dealing with handicaps, stuttering is the only one left where a lot of people still think it's okay to make fun. Of. You know, they don't make fun of people with white canes. They don't make fun of people who've lost a limb. But if you stutter, you're still fair game. And uh, he's unfortunately right. Uh, He also, and I was very moved by this, he told me of how guilty he felt that when he finally overcame or got control over his stuttering and entered politics, he went into the closet about it. He would never admit or tell anybody that he had been a stutterer out of fear that it would harm his political career because still out there in the wilderness, there is these medieval thoughts that we stutterers are somehow not quite as fast as we should be. He had kept it a secret until, I guess, about seven, eight years ago, or six years ago, I believe, he talked to one of your conventions. I I would imagine that was the first time he he came out publicly. So I I was very good.
0: And that's it for today's episode. I am happy to have shared with you some of my experiences uh, from the NSA conference of 2011 in Fort Worth, Texas. And I would like to hear from you. Were you there? Have you met? Send in some audio. Coolstutter at gmail.com is the email to send me your audio files uh, in, any, in any format. Talk about whatever you want. If you don't have any means of recording, shoot me off an email. Go stutter at gmail.com and we can set up a Skype date where I can record. Hey, you know, come on, come on to my show in the future. Um, But before I go, I have one more snippet from David Seidler. He answers a question that was asked. Well, you know, now that, you know, the King's speech has brought brought stuttering out to the public, you know, how do we keep the momentum? And this is what he had to say.
1: It would be naive to think that we're going to see a rash of films with stuttering leading men in it. It's not going to happen. But I think the answer to your question is to do exactly what you have done, to be publicly (coughs) articulate about the fact that you are a stutterer and what that entails. It's incredibly important to get it out there, that people that people know, write essays, write stories, write, like my friend Phil down here, write a poem. He handed me a poem last night that is, that so exquisitely captures the journey that we all go through. It should be published, it really should be published. You should be giving speeches wherever you can to explain what this journey is about. It is the example of bravery.
0: In other words, get out there and start writing start posting stuff create a podcast about stuttering we need some more podcasts about stuttering you have your voice you have a voice you have a perspective you have your feelings everything the world needs to know so the king's speech jump-started it all so let's continue the momentum right to the media send out press releases start a blog maybe you can start a book remember this is the internet age there are lots of ways that we could Create books even for a very, very low price. Use your talents. Are you a musician, an artist? Uh, do you sew? Are you an athlete? Whatever it is, get out there and tell the world about stuttering. We are in an age where everybody can be a publisher and everybody can broadcast a message to millions of people around the world. If I could do it with my podcast, you could do it with... Whatever project that you decide to take on. And please do let me know, and I will talk about it on my show to tell the world about your project. Thank you for listening again, and I really do hope to hear from you ASAP coolstutter at gmail.com. Ciao.